0: Hey everybody, welcome to today's Daily Dose of Awesome. Once again, uh, I tried starting a few seconds ago and we got interrupted, so apologize about that. Hopefully it won't happen again. Uh, my name is Vitaly Grimland. I'm your host for today, and this is the Daily Dose of Awesome brought to you by Elite Marketing Pro, your 15 minutes of motivation, inspiration, and education. And uh, let's see, who do, we have, uh, who do we have on? So I make sure that we are live. Check my other screen here. All right, it looks like we have some people popping on. Great to see you guys. All right, yep, we are definitely live. Cool. Well, I hope we don't get interrupted because you never know with technology. Well, anyways, our topic for today is uh, I want to talk about the most powerful and the most effective way to persuade. And of course, I'm talking about using stories. Now, using stories is not the only way you can uh, communicate with people. It's not the only way you can persuade someone. Uh, But in my opinion and in my experience, it is definitely the most effective way to do it. So uh, years ago, when I got started in in direct sales, um, I spent over 10 years uh, selling financial products and services. And it's not an easy uh, product, uh, not an easy service to sell, especially when you're, I was 19 years old when I got started. And so when you're 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, in the early 20s, sitting down with people who are... Uh, twice your age sometimes even more than that and talking to them about financial security and talking to them about um, uh, life insurance and investments and things like that it's not an easy thing to do Uh, it wasn't hard for me but it was not easy probably for them to accept what I was saying because I was so young Uh, so I remember I I struggled for a long time in that business I remember one time I had a conversation with somebody that I looked up to Uh, he was doing very well in the company and uh, he said to me uh, Vitaly you know you know, I'm sure you've heard the statement already, uh, but he said, you know, stories, facts tell, but stories sell. He says, if you want to sell more life insurance, if you want to sell more investments, if you want to have more people say yes to you, then tell stories. Uh, he didn't tell me how to do it, but that stuck in my mind, and I started thinking about that. Like, how could I use stories uh, to sell what I do and, or what, what I had at the time? And I remember that um, in this business, you know, I used to listen to, Uh, to a lot of, and I still do, but especially early on, I used to listen to a lot of audios, and uh, back then it was audio tapes, So every time I'd get in my car, I would listen to Zig Ziglar, and Jim Rohn, and Brian Tracy, as I'm sure uh, most people watching uh, have done the same, Tom Hopkins, I mean, I grew up on this stuff, in this business, and so, and, and actually, no, technically I grew up on it, because I was, like I said, I was 19 years old, so imagine from age 19, I was been ingrained with all that stuff, and I remember when he told me about facts tell but stories sell, I started paying attention, especially to uh, Zig Ziglar. And if you, listen, if you ever listen to Zig Ziglar, you might have noticed, or now that I'm telling you, maybe you'll notice it now, uh, that his entire training, like he had tons of seminars that he's done, but every single one of them was nothing but stories. Like you could listen to a three-hour seminar on, on multiple tapes And it's story after story after story. And let me just check the comments because I am seeing some comments here, but I'm not, uh, for some reason, I'm not seeing the actual comments. Oh, there we go. I got to look here. Hey, Ed, Melinda, Jan, Courtney. Okay, fantastic. Now I'm seeing comments. I don't know why I'm not seeing them here. So anyway, so all of Zig's stuff is stories. Like he would tell story after story after story. And it dawned on me that, you know, he's doing that on purpose because... If you give somebody a PowerPoint presentation, or if you tell somebody, listen, attitude is everything. Are they really going to remember it? But if you tell them a story, so if you you might recall, if you if you're a fan of Zig Ziglar's, you might recall a story uh, that he told about a little girl uh, who one time saw a bear in the tree, and they called the fire department, and they found out that it wasn't a bear in the tree; it was actually a garbage bag, but it was big and it was black, and 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 <laughs> and uh, you know it wasn't a bear. And uh, the point ended up doing, I'm not doing justice to the story. I mean, he was more entertaining than what I just did here. But uh, the point of the story was that uh, the reason, if you remember his acronym for fear, uh, was false evidence appearing real. And so he said sometimes we're afraid of things that we think are there, but they're really not there. And so that was the point of the story. But if he would have just said that without telling the story, uh, millions of people who have heard that story wouldn't have remembered it. Uh, I certainly wouldn't have remembered all these years later, and so his, all his entire uh, repertoire was 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 nothing but stories. Every time he made a point, uh, there was one I remember about the flight being delayed or canceled, and he's stuck in an airport, and he's saying, you know, uh, if a flight's been delayed and everybody's uh, upset because I think it was Kansas City or somewhere, and everybody's upset and everybody's kind of you know, uh, groaning and moaning and complaining about the fact that the flight got delayed. And I'm just feeling great because he says if the flight got canceled or delayed, that means that either, A, there's something wrong with the pilot or something wrong with the plane or something wrong up there. And I remember, vividly remember him saying that. And he said and in any of those situations, uh, if there's any one of those things that are going on, I'd rather be down here and I'm just happy. And he's and, and the point of the story was you got to have a great attitude no matter what happens in life, right? But again, he told it with a story. And so when you break that down, like if you want to study somebody who was the master at it, there are a lot of people that tell great stories. But in my opinion, Zig Ziglar was definitely one of the best, if not the best, storyteller because his entire teaching was stories. And if, and, and you can, so, so if you want to persuade somebody, if you want to get your point across, if you want to uh, provide a lesson to somebody, tell a story. So when I started paying attention to that, I asked myself, how can I use that in my own business? How can I use it to sell what I do? Uh, so at the time, as I mentioned, I sold life insurance, and uh, what I did is um, I had a number of stories, but I had one that kind of fell into my lap. It was an unfortunate story, but I used it in my, in my presentation because uh, it made a point very clear. So one of the objections that we get, and, and actually everybody gets in sales, is uh, I want to think about it. I'm sure if you've ever dealt with somebody face-to-face or over the phone and you asked them to take some kind of action, Quite often, you get I want to think about it, and so when it came to my my business at the time, uh, when it came time for close, quite often people would say I want to think about it. Well, my a friend of mine had a situation that he took an application for a family, uh, with a family, and they want, also wanted to think about it. I'm telling you the story as I would tell, or, or as I used to tell to my prospects, uh, he took an application for a family, he wanted to take an application for life insurance for a family, and the guy wanted to think about it. But he told him, he said, look, um, while you're thinking about it, it will give me great peace of mind knowing that at least I gave you conditional coverage. Because in life insurance, you when we take an application and uh, you submit a check with it, you get conditional coverage while it's going through the underwriting process. So he says, look, you know, I can get you covered, and uh, this policy will take about four to six weeks, maybe eight weeks to get approved while it's going through underwriting, and then you can take your time and think it over, and if you still don't want it after eight weeks, that's fine. You know, we can cancel you, get your money back, but at least this time you can think about it, and you'll be covered, which makes perfect sense. So he convinced him he took the application, and sure enough, the guy, about five days later, he passed away. Uh, and he was young. It was it was a very unfortunate situation. He was 40 years old, just came home and died of a heart attack. Uh, no previous medical history. Now, the point of the story is that the company actually paid out a claim, and he delivered a check for $150,000 to this family. And I, I know who the family is. Uh, they, there was two kids, a wife. They were new to the, to the country, so she didn't – hardly speak any English. Uh, she, she was stayed at home. She didn't work. He was the breadwinner. So not only did the family lose uh, uh, the father, which is a huge, emotional, and devastating situation, right, but also they lost the breadwinner. They lost an income, and it would have been uh, even even worse because there was no money, but at least this way with, with life insurance, with the conditional coverage that my friend was able to provide for them, uh, he brought a check for $150,000. They were able to move to a different neighborhood, buy a, a little home and all of that, and so What I would do is I would tell that story in detail, as I told you right now. And uh, what I would do is I wouldn't even wait for people to tell me I want to think it over. I would tell them, listen, our next step is, and I would take out the application say, we'd fill out this application, and here's what's going to happen. And I would tell them the story, and I would tell them about the conditional coverage. But I wouldn't have to say, look, you're going to get conditional coverage, and here's how it's going to work. I would just tell them the story. And by the time I finished with the story, eight, nine out of ten times, unless they were, like, insane or something – um, they would say, yeah, yeah, let's do it because it was an emotional story and they could relate to it and they could resonate with it. And so that's what happens. When you tell a story, the, if, if you do a good job and, and if the story is good, if the story is true especially, as in my case, um, then these people, they will feel an emotional connection. They will resonate with the story. They will resonate. They will put themselves automatically in the shoes of the person uh, whose story is about And even though, of course, nobody wants to think about death and all of that, but the reality is that if you have a family, if you have kids, and we're talking about protecting your family, protecting your situation, that's something that everybody wants to do. And there was very little convincing or persuading or arm twisting that I had to do. I I didn't have to do any of it. I just told the story. And so when I saw how effective it was, I really realized that it's it's the only way, it's, it, well, it's not the only way, but it's the most effective way that you can communicate anytime you want to get your point across, anytime you want to provide a lesson, anytime you want to get somebody to see your point and what you're trying to say, the best way to do it is to do it with a story. I did the same thing with investments. I told stories about uh, investments and how mutual funds work. I'm not going to get into that right now because we, we don't have time, but I also have stories for that as well. And so now let's talk about your business. How could you use that? How could you use stories in your business? So um, think about your life and your and, and what's going on in your life and maybe something that happened in your life before. In whatever you want to try to get across to your audience, whatever you want to try to get across in your blog posts, in your emails, in your ads think of a story where you can make a connection. I'll give you one really quick one but let me um let me just take a look at the comments really quick. Jan says yes great attitude zig was very best absolutely all right cool so Courtney says conditional coverage makes sense. Absolutely it makes sense. Uh, uh, you know, and I don't want to get off on a tangent about life insurance, but because I, I sold life insurance for so long, it, it absolutely makes sense. And uh, hopefully just by you listening to this, uh, and if you don't have life insurance, you'll go check out yours today. I don't sell it. I've been out of that business since 2006. But uh, I firmly believe that you know, if you're a provider, if you're a breadwinner, you've got to have uh, coverage. And so anyway, so back to uh, marketing and stories in, 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 your, in, in your stories. So I'll tell you a really quick one that I used in an email that just kind of came to me right now. Um, I wanted to make a point in an email about um, about not being afraid and overcoming your fears. And so I remember when the first time – so one of the f- most frightening things for most people is public speaking, right, getting in front of an audience and, and, and talking. I'm just going to check comments here really quick from time to time. So uh, I remember the first time that I uh, spoke – On a big stage, so to speak, it was about 400 people in 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 the audience, and uh, I had received an award, and they asked me to do a quick two-minute talk. So I was like one of these two-minute speakers, at at a regional uh, event, and I knew that the night before that I had to speak, and so I I. I wrote out my presentation, not presentation, but my little talk. It was only two minutes. I practiced it, you know. I stayed up late at night thinking about it, like what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, because for me to get up and talk in front of a group of people at the time was, was uh, a very frightening experience. I've never done that before. I've never really spoken to more than maybe five or ten people in, uh, like that. And so this is the first time that I had to do it. And uh, so, so I went through the whole thing, and then uh, I went up on stage and the time came, and I completely forgot everything that I was going to say, and uh, I just said, you know, and I just in my mind, I'm going, well, you know, I'm here I'm on stage. I have to do this. I just let it rip and kind of, you know, it, it, whatever I guess was in my subconscious mind program from the night before kind of kicked in, and I, and I did it, and everybody stood up and clapped, and I didn't die, I didn't faint, everything went fine. In fact, in fact, from that moment on, I kind of liked it, and you know, even though. I, every time I got up on stage afterwards, I still had a little bit of butterflies, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as scary, and I overcame that fear. And so the point of that story is that you know if you do something, you overcome the fear. You do what you fear most, and you overcome the fear. So I remember a while ago, I wrote an email about it, and the subject line was "My First Time." And then in brackets I put, or in parentheses I put, it was only two minutes. <laughs> now, of course, as you can imagine, it's a funny, extremely curiosity-provoking and provocative subject line, which, which I came up with the exact open rate, but it had a lot of open, a huge open rate. Uh, but that's how I created that little hook, and I told that story. And I remember people uh, were later replying to me saying that, you know, how much they resonated with the story, and it was funny, and it was engaging. And so that's a, a little example a quick example of how you can use something as ridiculous as getting up on stage and being afraid to deliver a point. And every single one of you have stories that you can tell, whether you want to talk about overcoming fears or, or having a great attitude or the importance of work ethic or whatever it is that you want to say to your audience, whether it's in an email, in a blog post, uh, in an ad, in a video, in a live video like this, you can come up with a story. So all you have to do is, this is my process. Um, I simply think about the point that I want to make, and then I go back through my memory and remember what stories do I have that would deliver that point in a more persuasive way than me just telling a point. How can I illustrate it better by telling a story? Again, it can be my story. It could be a story about one of my kids. It could be a story about my dog, something that happened to one of my neighbors, something that happened in school 20 years ago or 25 years ago, or maybe something I saw in the news or read in the book. But just remember this, that anytime you tell a story, immediately people's suspense goes down, their, their, their uh, uh, BS detectors go down, they immediately are engaged and listening and tuned into what you have to say, and they're paying attention, and uh, your, your, your point will be a lot well and better received than if you were just to say it nakedly without, uh, without telling the story. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today, today guys. Uh, tell stories, get better at telling stories. Go back, listen to your Zig Ziglar audio tapes. If you don't have tape player anymore, then uh, you can download them. The good news is that you can download them through Audible. Uh, I found out recently that actually all of Zig's material, or a lot of, not all of it, but a lot of Zig's material is available on Audible. So download, listen to those stories, and listen how great he delivered them. And not just him. Jim Rohn did it. Brian Tracy did it. Tom Hopkins did it. A lot of these old-timer guys, they were masters of telling stories and teaching lessons uh, that way. So with that, guys, I'm um, just checking the comments here. Looks like uh, everybody, <laughs> Curtis says, now that's a hook. That's, that was definitely a hook my first time, if that's what you're referring to. Uh, yes, that, that's how we come up with, with hooks, but uh, I'll have to talk about that next time. So with that, guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. Tell stories, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. All right? Take care, everybody.